Oh, so that's uh, that's good for the defensive end to start doing that talking because, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if any, any more motivation is needed when heading down there, but uh, a little extra by some players isn't going to hurt either. Hey, it ain't going to hurt us a bit, you know, no. and really we have not gotten a lot of respect. You know, Alabama's ranked 16th in the country. We're ranked 22nd in some polls, and uh, we're not getting a lot of respect, but – I'll tell you, one team and one guy we are getting a little respect out of is the coach of the Catamounts, Western Carolina, the team we just beat this past weekend, 45-16. You know, the Catamounts have played both Bama and the Georgia this year just in the past three weeks. And, uh, you know, really there's nobody in a better position to talk about the two teams than this guy. And uh, Kent Briggs said that of the two teams, Georgia was clearly the stronger, bigger, and faster team, and they played a more physical brand of football. And he expected Georgia to come away with a win this weekend, he said, because he thinks we're going to be able to use our, our physical skills and our strength to kind of, you know, give them the bum rush, you know? Well, I hope he's right about that. Uh, I know that uh, I know that uh, uh, Alabama is, um, is, is a physical football team, but I think, uh, you know, Georgia can play with them. There's no question in my mind. Georgia can play with them, so... Well, I tell you what, we're going to find out this weekend. Dog fans, we're going to take a quick uh, quick break here on the Dog Dial Show. We'll be back after just a few messages. Stay with us. Give us a call at 706-369-5838. You're listening to the Dog Dial on Alexander Stevens Network. All right, dog fans, you're back with the Dog Dial, coming to you live from Wow Cafe and Wingery right here in Five Points, right here in Athens. We want to thank you for listening. This is our inaugural broadcast right here in Athens. We've been on the air, and we appreciate you tuning in. If you like the show, tell your friends. So I'm here with uh, Bert Jones, and we're talking a little bit about Bulldog football and things that are going on in Athens. And, you know, Bert, uh, continuing this theme of the week of no respect, you know, I mean, we were talking earlier, and I, I do think it's a good idea for the Bulldogs to get a little of this SEC kind of uh, gamesmanship going on where, you know, get a little jawing and stuff. Maybe it's the kind of wake-up call we need, you know? Well, yeah, I think I think so. And, uh, you know, you know, uh, a thing about that respect thing is it's one of those things you got to go out there and earn it. And right now Georgia hadn't earned it yet. And, uh, yeah, it, Georgia is Georgian, and Georgia has been a, a – a, uh, you know, a powerhouse in the SEC through the the 2000s, especially during the Mark Rick era here. So, but uh, right now they don't have the respect of the SEC, and uh, so they're going to have to take care of that for themselves. There's no doubt about it. I tell you one thing too. Uh, regular listeners of the Dog Dial know that on Saturdays we usually have a third host here named uh, Bill Morton. Mm-hmm. who we like to call the old dog. You know, he's kind of like the old curmudgeon, remembers the good old days, and likes right. to talk to us about what's going on. Right now we got the old dog on the line, and we're going to see if we can get him on the air here. Old dog, are you there with us? Can you hear us? Man, I am here. Okay, man. Well, can listen. you all hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Loud and clear, then loud we, and clear. Then we've got all the technical stuff taken care of. We are live. We right are now. live. In we are Athens, live in Georgia. Athens and uh, broadcasting across the network tonight, old dog. What what are your thoughts? We were just talking about a quote, old dog, where, you know, Alabama's defensive ends, uh, ESPN's analysts, everybody from top to bottom except for the coach over at Western Carolina is really not giving us much of a chance to win this game, you know? So what do you think our chances are, and what do we need to do in order to win this game? Well, I tell you, I've got to agree probably with most of the media and everybody that we don't have a great chance to win this ball game. To win, we're going to have to play mistake-free 
and I think our special teams are going to have to make a big play, whether it be Mikey Henderson taking a punt to the house, coming down on a kickoff, just knocking the heck out of somebody. Notice I said heck. And having them put the ball on the ground and maybe picking it up. But I think our special teams are going to have to perform great and probably put seven points on the board for us somehow. Along with that, offense and defense is going to have to play forward. And the more running of the ball we can do and the more control we can have, the better. Because I tell you, I watched some of that Alabama-Arkansas game and uh, the receivers from Alabama can catch the ball. They, they really do. They know how to go up and fight for it, don't they? Man, they do. I mean, it, they they look like Michael Johnson all over again in the end zone. I tell you and what, we can use some of that, too. A, and they've got a quarterback with a great name in John Parker Wilson. Once <laughs> John, he finishes there, he you, can run for just about any political office he wants with that name and win. And you can't you can't say his name without saying the full name either now. John you know that Parker old, Wilson. It's got to be John Parker Wilson. Absolutely. No Parker, I, there's, no there's no John, John it's John Parker. There's no nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> So he'll be like Jay Barker uh, after, you know, Jay Barker, the longtime Alabama quarterback, played, uh, quarterbacked him during their 92 national championship run. Shoot, uh, Jay Barker's still over there making money off just talking about that 92 season yeah. over in the state of Alabama. So I, I tell you. Kind of like Buck Ballou in 1980. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we don't want to take a shot across Buck Ballou's bow. But, no, uh, man, yeah. I, I love Buck. I, I, we, uh, we, Buck's a big fan, and uh, we're big fans of Buck Ballou here, you know, and uh, – you know, he, 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 he does a good job doing what he does, and uh, he brings a lot of dog information to a lot of dog fans every week. But, you're, old dog, you're exactly right. Uh, one of the things that you say when I was playing over here at, uh, at Georgia is uh, when we go on the road, first things you got to pack is you got to pack your defense and your special teams because that's what's uh, – when you're on the road, that's what you got to have in order to in order to win, and, and especially in a game where you're the underdog, uh, you you got to have good defense – you got to have somebody. You got to have a defense that's going to create turnovers, create opportunities for you, and you got to have special teams that are going to make big plays, either a big return, a block punt, or you know something, or a big hit that that, that will change the momentum for you. Because you're going into a hostile crowd, crowd, and uh, you want to make sure you are um, you're going to you in that in those two aspects of the game, you want to win in those two right there, defense and special teams, especially on the road. Oh, absolutely, and I mean, nothing can take the crowd out like a good defensive stand or a kickoff return or something, too. A kickoff return, a punt return will put them right on their hands every time. And, you know, we're going to need a lot of Mikey Henderson on these punt returns. We're going to need some punts, which means we're going to need some stops on third down, and then we're going to need some fantastic punt returns out of Mikey to slow this game down for us. Be nice to have a lot out of Mikey as a wide receiver too, wouldn't it? <laughs> I tell you what, I'd like to get the ball to him in, in space in the open field, and I'd like to get the ball in uh, No. Sean Moreno's hands out in the flat as well. You know, one of the things we were talking. One of the things we're going to have to do is protect Matthew Stafford. You know, we're going to have to run the ball with authority. You know, we're going to have to control the clock, and we're going to have to really make Matthew Stafford comfortable because they're really going to try and prey on that vulnerability and sack Stafford. Keep him, you know, keep him nervous, keep him hot, hot on his feet, and keep him because you know his delivery. I think the quality of Stafford's delivery goes down dramatically with his when his anxiety level goes up. You know. Oh yeah, that's with any quarterback, not just Matthew Stafford. Well, no but, doubt, yeah, no doubt, that's with any quarterback. But you're exactly right. I mean, your best player on the field, you've got to protect him, and you've got to give him opportunities to put you in good situations. 
And uh, it's going to be up to the offense line. Starts with the running game, though. Starts with the running game. Starts with having a good, successful running game and then being able to do play-action pass off of, off of a good, uh, positive uh, running game. So, um, so they, have, they have got to protect him. Uh, he, they've, the offense cannot put us, the defense in bad situations. So we can't have any turnovers. Can't have, you know, get, put them in bad field position uh, because uh, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, unlike the Arkansas-Alabama game. I really think this might be a defensive uh, battle. I'm hoping it will be a defensive battle because if it is, I think the edge goes to Georgia. Um, but um, it's going to be fun to watch. Hey, old dog, I was telling Derek here earlier, Everybody's got to remember Coach Rick's 22 and three on the road, and he's I'll eight. Tell you what, he's eight and zero on in on night games on the road too. So well, he is he is definitely tough. And you know, talking about you know keeping Stafford protected and stuff, I think a lot is really going to fall on uh, Bobo this week because we don't have the kind of offensive line where he's going to be able to take a five or seven drop step drop and sit there and throw passes. They're going to have to set up some kind of plays that are going to quick hitting, that are going to keep the defense from just being able to slick their ears back and come after it. Well, you know, the good news is Bobo's had two, Coach Bobo's had two games to kind of work that out. I mean, because it's not a new situation. So, you know, he's had a couple of games to work out and fine tune a game plan that's going to be effective on a quick release kind of program, which is what we're going to need this weekend. You know, it's kind of funny, it, it, and it's and this probably doesn't even play. It probably doesn't even need to be mentioned, but I'm going to mention it because you got two ex roommates in college going against each other, and that's Mike Bobo and Kirby Smart. A lot of wow. people don't know Kirby Smart's a defensive back coach at uh, at the University of Alabama. And Lobo being the offense coordinator. So you, you, you think those two don't know each other's tendencies and what they like to do? Man, I tell you what, <laughs> I know Kirby. I mean, Kirby, I did, I'd forgotten that Kirby Smart was with Nick Saban's crew over yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Man, how about that, old dog? A former Georgia defensive player going against a former Georgia offensive player running these two sides of the ball this weekend. Well, I tell you, Georgia, Georgia has former players all over the SEC in coaching positions. No doubt. I mean, it's, we've, we've got players all over the NFL, and we've got players all over the coaching ranks from top to bottom. It's, really do. It just goes to show you what kind of great program we really have here in Athens. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk. Quality, and the quality of our players. Old Dog, I tell you what, you stay with us. We're going to be right back after a quick little break here, Dog fans. You're listening to The Dog Dial on the Alexander Stevens Network. I'm going to shed a little light on these closed practices. Dog is definitely a great name for magazine. Yo! Uh, I actually bought this. Looks like it would appeal to different generations. And sweet iced tea. Because you know we don't get iced tea when you go north and all of that. I love the south and I love y'all. We're both from the north. I would really buy it. <laughs> y'all. I would definitely buy it. I've lived in the south my whole life and it's nice to have something that's just about the south. Hi, y'all. Y'all Magazine, the magazine of Southern people, on newsstands now. All right, dog fans, welcome back to Dog Dial, coming to you live from Wow Cafe right here in Five Points. We're joined by, as always, with our co-host, Burt Jones, and we've got on the line for just a few more minutes our buddy Old Dog, who's telling us some stuff about... uh, about some things. Old Dog, you know, we had some closed practices this weekend. Are you still there, Old Dog? 
Yes, I, yeah, I sure am. I know you got something to talk about these closed practices because, you know, the news was breaking, you know, and the question was, is Rick paranoid? You know, this whole thing with the New England Patriots and stuff, is he scared of, of Alabama and they're spying and stuff, or is he just being, is he just playing it safe? You know, what, what do you think about these closed practices going on in Athens? Well, i tell you what it is, and it, it boils down to this. Again, Coach Rick being a loyal coach, not wanting to embarrass his coaches and players, but again, having to deal out a little discipline. I understand that our receivers coach, our special team coach, any receiver dropped the ball, and any special teams player that missed a tackle at these practices was publicly hit with a Singapore cane. <laughs> so you think old dog? You think uh, you think Coach Rick's just beating him out there in practice, huh? Well, he if, if he's not, he needs to. <laughs> but he didn't want to make it public. It was just an in-house discipline, and uh, you know, no better way to handle that. Well, I tell you, I believe they they're... use it in Singapore, and they used it in professional wrestling for years. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, old dog, I'm sure there were some gassers going on out there. I'm, I'm sure there was lots of discipline going on. Uh, I, I didn't hear about the cane. That's just that's breaking news here, you know. But uh, well, yeah. that, that's why that that's the kind of stuff I'm out. I'm undercover right now. <laughs> Are you crouching beside the Woodruff practice fields with your binoculars? Is that that's why you're having to call no, in. Man, you know, I, old dog. I, I watched them. I watched the canes come through uh, customs at Hartfields Airport. <laughs> or I guess Jackson Hartfields Airport. As he was coming back, because you know, old dog recorded O.J. Simpson, uh, you know, out there in Vegas. He was the one that did that. <laughs> old dog's <laughs> the one that broke that news too. He, I was, <laughs> I was the guy that took it. Out. I was the guy that O.J. was complaining about when he said, "Man, I thought what station what happened in Vegas stayed in Vegas." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. O.J. got blown up. Got blown up out there, and. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I tell you what, let, let's talk a little bit about the defense, guys. We talked about offense. We've got to get the running game going. We've got to protect our quarterback. And as always, we've got to have some receivers step up and catch the ball. You know, talking about that Alabama comeback on that touchdown pass, the very last touchdown, the way that receiver went up over that defensive back and just went after that ball and then actually got it and came down with it, I mean, you know, it's been a, a while. I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be gentle and say it's been a while since I've seen a Georgia receiver go up and fight for a ball and actually win the fight and come down with it, and uh, we need that kind of aggressive play on the edge out of our receivers, you know, to make this offense work. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. I mean, it's it's been a while, and uh, and and there's no defense for the wide receiver play right now. It's just is there's not. Uh, because these boys were recruited to come here and uh, and uh, and be good, productive receivers, learn how to catch the football, or switch to defensive backs. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, one of the two needs to happen. One but, or the uh, other. You're right. The uh, uh, we just have not had it, and it is. It it kind of it, it kind of makes you a little envious when you see a player like that kid from Alabama go up and make a play like that, because. Uh, uh, we hadn't we hadn't seen anything like that out of our guys this year or last year for that matter. So um, or the year before. Yeah. <laughs> but I tell you, you know, as a fan, you love to watch that Alabama Arkansas game. But a lot of people uh, got to put in perspective. Alabama gave up a lot of yardage, and Alabama gave up a big lead at home to an Arkansas team, a, a good Arkansas team. Don't let me take anything away from Arkansas, but I, I don't think. I don't think all of the media people are picking Alabama, and I think a lot of the fans are feeling like we're going to go over there and take a little butt kicking. But uh, 
Uh, I don't see that. I see the teams as being pretty equal. You Alabama, know, Alabama definitely has some vulnerabilities. Sure. I mean, they're vulnerable to the run. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they did give up a big lead. I mean, right. they gave up a huge lead. So they have some uh, mental and physical vulnerabilities that I'm hoping with our 22-3 and and 8-0 record that Coach Rick, knowing how to prepare for road games, and it's more importantly, night road games, you know, uh, I, I'm hoping he's going to have a plan for him. And I mean, I, I depend on Coach Rick. I believe in Coach Rick, and uh, I think he's going to have a. I think he's going to have a plan. And you look at our defense. Our defense is only averaging. They're only giving up 15 points a game, mm-hmm. and uh, and we have to look at that. Our linebacker play has not been good. We all know that. We've all talked about that. Um, our defensive line, I think, is coming along a little better than what I thought they would. It's going to be interesting to see them against Alabama's offensive line, but a uh, defensive backfield. Keelan Johnson, we need him back this week. We need Absolutely. him back bad this week. So I think he is going to play this week, too. I'm sure he is. Yeah. I'm sure he is. With, I, with his rib, you know, they put him down as questionable. That usually means they're going to play. Sure. And him being a senior and one the defensive leader, I could see him playing. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if uh, Georgia win, wins this game like they have uh, so many on the road, and that's with their special teams and defense. So. Well, I'll tell you, one other thing I think, and Old Dog, chime in here and tell me what you think. One thing that we haven't seen a lot of this year, and it hasn't really got a lot of press, is the fact is the lack of forced turnovers. You know, Georgia's got one forced turnover in the, in the first uh, three games this year, and we really need to create some defensive turnover. We, we need to create some opportunities for our offense this weekend with our defense, whether it's a defensive score or a special team score. But more importantly, I think we need to focus on taking the ball away and try to get some forced turnovers on defense. Well, I, I, I mean, go ahead, Bill. you're exactly right. It's, it's kind of strange. I mean, and we haven't had many turnovers on offense either. But I think on the defensive side, and, and we hit on this a little bit after the Western Carolina game, we don't see that many of these just, you know, bone-jarring hard hits like we have had in the past that are going to knock a ball loose. And that's really because our guys are playing out of position and they're making up for it with their speed and athleticism. They're playing a little and timid. There, they're making the tackle, but they're not really laying the wood to these guys. And hopefully within this week, we've got, especially our linebacking core and our defensive back, we've got them a little more scared away. Well, you know, where they're not, where they're not going to be out of position and they're not going to take the first fake that comes along and they're going to be able to deliver a blow that's going to knock a ball loose. Well, I tell you, Bert, you might have a comment about this. I'm just remembering, you know, I, I coached Little League. I've coached some Little League here in Athens before and, uh, You know, one thing I tell the little guys is if you're going to make a mistake or you're going to be wrong, be wrong at full speed, Mm -hmm. you know. Be wrong, be fast. Mm -hmm. And what Old Dog is saying there, you know, when our our linebackers are out of position and and they're playing on their heels and reacting rather than meeting the runner at the point of attack, um, what kind of philosophy do you think, what do you think is the right way to go on that? Should we play, if if you don't know what to do, should you play on your heels and try to react, or should you just get in there and try to mess it up? Well, if you don't know what to do, they need to find somebody else to replace you. Because, <laughs> because I'm going to say, get off the field. Yeah, because, because let, me, let me tell you, uh, this game is way too fast for you to be second-guessing yourself out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. The, the speed of the game is way too fast, and it, you're not playing against Western Carolina. You're not playing against Oklahoma State. You know, you're playing against a team that's got just as much speed as you and do. And they know what they're doing. Exactly. And uh, so if uh, if there's somebody out there that doesn't know what they're doing, 
they need to get somebody in there that does because uh, when you make a mistake at this level, uh, I don't care how fast you are, uh, you're usually not going to recover. Yeah. Well, the other team can score. If yeah, you make exactly. a blown coverage equals yeah. a touchdown. Yeah, exactly. You know? exactly. So there's not there's not anybody that's got that kind of makeup speed. Well, you got like a look what happened to Brandon Miller. I mean, Brandon Miller lost his starting job last week to a freshman, Akeem Dent, and uh, you know Dent played pretty good. He played fast. He didn't. He wasn't always in position. He it wasn't even. <laughs> He wasn't even in position most of the time. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, he was making mistakes at full speed, and I think he's learning fast. Brand, Brandon Miller, just, he's just got to be one of those kids. It's, it's kind of like, when are you going to wake up? You mm-hmm. know, you're, you're a senior. Yeah. And uh, when when is it, when are you going to answer the bell? Because right now he's not doing it. They say you don't, he doesn't practice well. He obviously doesn't play hard every snap during the game. And, uh, you know, they're just trying to light a fire up under him. But, I mean, and you know, ability did. doesn't mean anything unless you can get the job done. So, um, uh, he needs he needs to step up because this is a young football team, and uh, if I was if I was that linebackers coach right now, I'd I'd be calling him out uh, to become a leader on this squad, as long along with some other guys too. Well, I tell you, old dog, we've talked about keys to the victories. Obviously, going to be you know establish a running game and protect Matthew Stafford. We've talked about special teams play. Special teams are going to need. I want to see a, at least one defensive or special team touchdown. And we've talked about the need to force turnovers. I want to come up with what I figure is the fourth key to the victory and the last key to the victory and get y'all's comments on this. We need to put pressure on John Parker Wilson. That's the last key to the victory this weekend because, you know, Wilson, I believe, if you look at that Arkansas-Alabama game, he didn't have a fantastic game till right up the end. And I believe that the difference in the rest of the first 58 minutes and the last two minutes was the way Arkansas did their defense. I think they were bringing pressure for the first 58 minutes, and that kept Parker Wilson on his heels and kept him a little flustered. And then when they went kind of into a full, I I don't know if it was a dime or nickel package, or when they kind of went to, I don't want want to say a prevent, but they started playing a little bit safer defense. I don't, I don't think they were in a prevent, but I think they were definitely playing to, to stop the big play, and that's when Parker Wilson was in his was in his element. So we're going to have to forgetting that John there. We're going to have to pressure John Parker Wilson for 60 minutes straight. Yeah. Every time we're on the field, when he's on the field, we need to be up in his grill. We have to make him make mistakes. He, he's a guy. He's a good. He, he manages the game very well. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He one. He's one of those guys. That's just going to uh, go out there and and be very productive and not make a lot of mistakes. And we're just going to have to put a lot of pressure on, which I think we can at the defensive end position and blitzing linebackers as well. So, I tell you what, old well, dog. I'll tell you. I'll Let- tell you something else. We need too. If it's a close game, I hope we don't have the same officiating crew that took a minute and a half to start the clock back up on a first down. I well, mean, they were waiting for the Alabama players to get water. Heck, I saw one of them take a shower on the sideline. Well, hang on, old get dog. Get back up again and, and came back on. You're listening to the dog dial on the Alexander Stevens Network. All right, dog fans, you're back with the dog dial. We're broadcasting live from Five Points, heading into the final segments of the show here. I'm your host, Derek Linder, with Burt Jones. And on the line, we've got our everybody's favorite curmudgeon, Old Dog. And uh, <laughs> Old Dog, you're still with us, huh? I t- I'm here. I tell you what, what were you uh, You know, I'm here for the long run. I, I know you were excited about those refs giving uh, 
giving Alabama that big break right there where they just stood over the ball in a no-timeout situation. Alabama had no timeouts, and still, you know, the refs gave them, I don't know, 60, 70 seconds there to regroup themselves. I mean, they were, you know, they were drinking water. Someone was mixing Gatorade on the side. I saw a waiter run out there, took a couple drink orders from some of the <laughs> Alabama players. Yeah, I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah, I agree with you, old dog. I think that was a, really a disadvantage for Arkansas. And, um, you know, I hope we, I hope we don't have that, any home they call cooking. call home cooking where I'm from. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I hope we don't have any home cooking like that when we go to Tuscaloosa. I, I tell you what, old dog, who in the world told Houston Nutt right there at the end of the game to take the best player out and then take the best, the second best player out of the ball game as well and, and play his third string running back and try to run the clock out? I'll Man, he lived up to his last name, didn't he? God, he did. Because I, I was just, uh, I was, my, my mouth was open. I was like, he's got his third string running back in there with over like two minutes left in the game, trying to run the clock out, and uh, they win. But uh, he just absolutely, I couldn't believe what I was watching. To tell you the truth, after after oh, was, McFadden had rushed for two hundred yards and gotten the ball thirty something times, and then all of a sudden, right there where they need him. He doesn't even, they don't even give it to him. So Well, you know, they no, said the, the reason behind that, the they said McFadden was hurt. Was, was they? The ridiculous thing was the NSPN announcer is saying, oh, how great Houston Nutt was because McFadden's on the sideline because he was cramping, and if he put him back in, maybe he'd pull a hamstring. Yeah. Well. I mean, the guy's, cr- the guy's got cramps. Yeah. yeah. If you don't put him back in, maybe you lose the game, you know, but uh, – and, and that, Holy cow. Ultimately, that's the way it turned out, you know. Yeah, and then, they, and then Jones didn't even in the game. I didn't understand that. They had that freshman in the game. I, don't, I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't either. But Well, you know. Well, he is crazy. <laughs> I know. Yeah. He puts the nut in the coaching fraternity. There's he, no he doubt does. about it. Yes, he does. Well, uh, you know, uh, just to recap, guys, uh, what else? I want to know what else you guys think. But we need to, you know, establish a running game, protect Stafford. Uh, create create opportunities on defense with turnovers. Right. We need a big special teams performance, right. and we've got to pressure John Parker Wilson. We've we got do. to bring the heat on Wilson the entire game. What else no do you think? Uh, you can't throw from your back. No, is that, exactly. Is that, I mean, it comes down to every what every game comes down to is who plays uh, solid on defense, who lay, makes the least amount of mistakes, uh, and, and uh, who has the fewest penalties is going to be the one. Who wins the game? I mean, it's, it, that's there's no secret. I hate to sound, you know, you know, redundant or you know, cliche sounding, but I mean that's just um, that's just the way it is. And and uh, in order for Georgia to win this game, uh, we're gonna have to have a great performance out of our defense and a great performance out of our special teams. And our offense just can't make any big mistakes. And and Stafford uh, has to go out there and try to win the game for us. Well, I tell you, let me give you guys a couple more quotes. We opened this show up with a quote from a from an Alabama defensive end. Old dog, I don't know if you heard that or not, but Alabama defensive end is talking about he's going to have to send flowers to Matthew Stafford after this game. <laughs> oh, I thought it was the one that was going to get us home a draft. Yeah, that's the that's same it. guy, yeah, Wallace Gilberry. But let me give you a couple more quotes. We've got uh, a, a columnist, John Pruitt, from the Huntsville, Alabama Times, saying, Three games into the season, Saban appears likely to be 8-0 and heading into the LSU game first weekend in November. So, I mean, clearly that guy's already got eight victories booked in the, you know, in the book. And then you've got uh, ESPN's got a guy named Bruce Feldman talking about the Alabama-Georgia game on whether or not Alabama could beat Georgia. And he says, I think they can and I think they will. I think I expect FSU to give Alabama a tougher test than Georgia. Ugh. 
So he, he doesn't know football either. then. If he's if he he hadn't been watching anything, he needs to keep no. writing articles. Yeah, clearly the guy <laughs> hadn't seen LSU play. I'll tell you that, brother. FSU, FSU. FSU I mean, play. yeah, because LSU, yeah, LSU's the real deal. Yeah. I, I'm I'm glad we're not playing LSU this weekend. Mm-hmm. But no, um, they're going to put the smack down on South Carolina. That's for sure. They really hey, are. Old dog, did you have uh, one more quick thing? I did. I had I had one more question, and, and this certainly. And Bert hit it a little bit earlier, speaking of redundancy. But me, like many, many Georgia fans, we're going to be heading out of Athens. I understand gasoline is just outrageous (laughs) in Alabama. Bert, if I was going to fill up in Athens and try to get to Tuscaloosa, where are the best three places I could go to do that? That would be be the quick spot. The quick spot uh, gasoline stations with the big JP Petroleum sign sitting out in front of them, located at Lexington Highway, Old Hole Road, and Jefferson Highway. I appreciate that plug. That's my kind of home cooking right (laughs) there. I I tell you what, I get sometimes I pull in and just get a dollar's worth just to enjoy the ambiance and everything there. It's great. You know, the beer and and lottery tickets are better in there, too, so you should go try those out. beer in town. Yeah. (laughs) Dog fans, we'll be right back after this short break. Thanks for listening. Great name for Maxie. Yo! I actually bought this. Looks like it would appeal to different generations. And sweet iced tea. Because you know we don't get iced tea when you go north and all of that. I love the south and I love y'all. We're both from the north. I would really buy it. (laughs) Y'all, I would definitely buy it. I've lived in the south my whole life and it's nice to have something that's just about the south. Hi, y'all! Y'all Magazine, the magazine of southern people on newsstands now. Right there, man. That's some good music right there for you, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. My own worst enemy, buddy. That's right. That's what we don't want to have happen this coming weekend. We don't want to see any of that my own worst enemy stuff, you know? No, and, to, and man, remind all the folks, you know, if they're not going down to Tuscaloosa, they come watch this ball game here in Athens at the Wow Cafe right here at Five Points. Uh, not a better place to watch a ball game. I tell you, they got TVs at every table, man. They got a hundred channels at every stinking table. This place is nice. I love it. Food is great. I mean, absolutely, the service is wonderful. And uh, I mean, you're just not going to get a better atmosphere to watch a ball game. And and uh, if you're not going to make it down to Tuscaloosa, which I'm sure a lot of you are not, uh, come down here and uh, and support the people down here. Wow. I'm glad you brought that up because as you, our regular listeners know, we always do a two two hour post game show after the games, whether it's home or away. We're always here at Wow after the after the game for a two hour post game show. But this weekend, because it's a 7:45 kickoff on ESPN two, we are not going to be doing our post game. Show live from Wow. We're not going to do the post game show at all because that's that'd right. be a midnight to two a.m. thing. Oh wow! And uh, my wife wouldn't even sit up and listen to me from nah. at one o'clock in the morning. No, mine definitely wouldn't either. So we won't <laughs> be back on the air until next Tuesday night. We'll be talking right. about the Alabama game and we'll the be victory. Looking, we'll Alabama be, victory. That's right. We'll be talking about the Alabama the win, the big win over Alabama, and we'll be looking forward to Ole Miss next week. Uh, you guys can come out here and visit us at WOW. We'll be here from 8 to 9 next week, just like we are here every Tuesday. And, um, you know, getting back to this game, Bert, it is a big game. It's it's what I like to call a yardstick game. Wait, I mean, you, we're going to really find out where we stand against some big-time SEC competition this weekend. Well, also, you know, we got to win it to stay in the SEC race. Uh, it, it's obvious that a, a two-loss team is not going to win the SEC this year. Absolutely. I don't feel like after watching Florida play on Saturday, you know, South Carolina has been very competitive. 
uh, two loss teams not going to win. Kentucky, Kentucky's even competitive. So if you're going to make it to Atlanta, which is always the goal at the beginning of the year, uh, this is a must win. So the back, Georgia's back's against the wall, and uh, they've got to come through with it. We've got to finish the drill, man. That's, that's, the, right. that's our calling card every year, and this year's no different, you know. Right. So uh, we've got several things ahead of us, dog fans. We're going to have to uh, – we got to start catching the ball, and we got to start covering kicks. And we got to start doing a lot of things, but, you know, this is a young team. It's a team that's going to get better. We've got a high-quality coaching staff. I mean, you know, just like every coaching staff, we've got uh, some stronger players and some weaker players, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure that Mark Rick's going to take care of business and make the changes that need to be made. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I well, I'm going I'm to I'm defend the ones. Next week, next week's session, I'll have to get we get old dog in here, and I'll have to defend. I was thinking about the one we were criticizing. I'm going to give you all some good good thought, food for thought, on why we should uh, not criticize some of them as badly as we've been. Hey, but. I tell you what, if we, if we have a bunch of game-winning and drive-sustaining catches this weekend with not a lot of drop balls, I'll come in here and call John East and myself and tell him, good job, Good coach. job, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but it's just, you know, the problem with our receivers, as you know, we've, we've chronicled it. it it's, been, it's been pretty chronic, and it's been, right. it's not like a, it's not a streak. It's not a, uh, it's not a short-term thing. It's something right. that seems to be a long-term problem, you know. Right, right. And, and that's where we, when it gets to be something like that, that's when you have to start looking at the direction of right. that position, not individual players. Right. But um, I have nothing but high hopes. I think that's a I think that's a hallmark of of bulldog fans. You know, we expect to win, and uh, which is a good thing. Yeah, and at the end of the day, we're all family. You know what I mean? And 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 I know Coach Rick wouldn't want it any other way. He he didn't come to Georgia because he didn't think there was people that did not want to win football games. You know, fan base and alumni and everything else. So that's why he's here. And if things don't get better, then you, you might you might see some you know some changes. But uh, for right now, I think the focus is probably in Tuscaloosa and Alabama, and, and that's it where done. it should be. Absolutely. And, uh, and hopefully, 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 they will get it done Saturday. Absolutely, I totally agree, man. I think we got a big game ahead of us. 7:45 on ESPN2 this weekend. Dog fans, get down there to Tuscaloosa and cheer on the dogs and. Uh, you know, like I said, if you're looking for a place to come, if you can't make it to Tuscaloosa, join us here at uh, Wow, right here at Five Points behind Hodgson's Pharmacy in Five and in, in Five Points, right here in Athens. We appreciate your support. And by the way, if you guys, just like I opened the show, if you like the show, if you listen to the show and you like it, tell a friend. We're a new thing, and uh, we are going to bring a perspective about football that you guys can't get anywhere else. We're we like to say this is a call-in show for people that don't like call-in shows. It's a <laughs> it's a show by fans. Four fans. You know, me and Old Dog are just two regular guys who like to talk about Georgia football. We've got one guy here with some credibility. And, nah, uh, I don't know about that. Bert <laughs> keeps it real, you know, from a player perspective. But we appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday, just like we are every Tuesday. And we hope you guys enjoy the show. I've got a few things I want to go over here with you right before we go off the air. But thank you again for listening. Dog Dallas presented by Y'all Magazine on the Alexander Stevens Network and is a production of Colonel Raw Media, LLC. Copyright 2007. Transmission or duplication without the express written permission of Colonel Raw Media, LLC, is prohibited. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of the University of Georgia, the Alexander Stevens Network, its advertisers, affiliates, or Colonel Raw Media. The executive producer of Dog Dial is John Rawl. Production assistant is Keith Assisson. Network engineer, Andy Young. Account executive is Meredith Rawl. Special analysis by Burt Jones. 
And also our special thanks goes out to Bill Morton, the infamous old dog, for calling in and giving us his uh, his opinion. I won't say expert opinion, but his opinion. We appreciate him as always. Always entertaining. I'm Derek Leonard thanking you for listening. We'll be back live next Tuesday night at 8 p.m. You've been listening to The Dog Dial on the Alexander Stevens Network.